0: Welcome back to another episode of Face Your Fears with your host, Sam Fears. And now a quick word for my sponsors. Have you been looking for something to keep your hair in the same spot for at least three weeks, maybe the rest of your life? Well, look no further, head down to your local hardware store, grab you the biggest bottle of Grill glue you can find. Just dump the whole thing in your hair It'll keep it there for at least three weeks, maybe the rest of your life. I promise you that. It might not look good. Might not feel great, but your hair will not move, we guarantee you that. So head on down to your local store and get you a bottle today. Disclaimer, please don't actually put Gorilla Glue in your hair, it will not come out, you are an idiot. Have you felt the effects of 5G recently? Oh, I feel it in the air, it's waving around, making making my brain cells die. It's going to take us all over eventually, but you know what? Lucky for you, we got a new anti 5G cream, baby. I promise you that. This sucker will repel that 5G before it can even get anywhere near you. We'll be letting Bill Gates brainwash you with his 5G. You grab your Diet Coke, round up your eight kids, and you head on down to your local Walmart. Get yours today. Okay, so that was our ads. Um, I don't really have that that good ad support. I'm actually having to pay them money at this point. But no, that actually uh, that stuff actually happened. I don't know if you heard about it. More recently was the Gorilla Glue one, but I'll start with that one. So you know what Gorilla Glue is. Hopefully, it it's pretty self-explanatory. Gorillas, pretty fucking big, pretty fucking strong. Glue. Hold stuff together. So, pretty fucking strong glue. Holding stuff together. Some bitch put it in her hair. As some sort of hair product, I guess. And then she goes back and tries tries to blame Gorilla Glue for it. Like, bitch, when in your life have you put glue in your hair? It has glue in the name. It... It honestly, like, natural selection, of course, but how, what what prompts somebody to want to do that? Like, I see a fire sometimes, and I don't want to stick my hand in it just because I've got that little voice in the back of my head that's just like, do it, do it, come on. Or like if you're standing on the side of like a ledge, and you look over, like, oh shit, that's high, and then there's a voice in the back of your head that's just like, Jump, fling your body over but you don't do it unless (laughs) like i don't know maybe she just had some bonk ass hairspray and was like man i can't get my hair to do nothing so she put gorilla glue in it i don't know but If you're her at this point, like, she got, I saw where she got the procedure, like a $12,000 procedure done for free. This is what I'm talking about. We, we are, uh, what's the word? Not popularizing, but we're saying it's okay to be stupid, I guess. Like, being stupid, there are consequences, but we still are, like, allowing or we're, patting people on the back, or that's like a slap on the wrist or some shit like that, but that bitch should have to pay for that, and it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I recently saw another video, uh, not a video, but a little story of a dude that glued a cup to his face because he didn't think that she was telling the truth. And if you don't think I'm telling the truth about this stuff, go buy a bottle of gorilla glue and glue your hand to your face and see if it stays there. Please. No, don't damn it, don't do that. I can't I can't advocate that. Please do not put Gorilla Glue anywhere that is not supposed to be. It says it on the bottle where it's supposed to go. It also says it on the bottle. Don't fucking put it on your skin. Like what the hell turns into basically concrete it almost it almost makes me mad how dumb how dumb that is, but I mean popularizing stupidity, she should not have gotten any intention for that because then people go out and do other stupid shit like that. But the second ad that I threw in there is is more of a cool story. Um, or I guess this guy's just a badass, but, uh, so he recognized the anti-5G wave that was taking the country there for a little bit. I guess it still kind of is. This was, this one was a little, a little further back. I can't exactly remember how long ago it was within a year, maybe, but anyway, so he starts to market this anti-5G cream. Um, cause he hears about 5g and everybody's like, Oh God, I'm gonna, I gotta, it's 5g's bad. You know, it makes you stupid and they're gonna use it to control our brains. And so this genius, he, uh, he basically gets together a bunch of old sunscreen and Vaseline kind of mixes it up and puts it in these little containers and he's selling it on eBay and he makes like $500,000 before they're like, no, you, you can't do this. And they take the product down. I don't know. Is that considered false advertising if if the, the whole idea behind it is not, not real? Is that false advertising of a false? I don't know. I'd be pissed though. I'd be like I wasn't doing anything is that illegal? Wasn't doing wouldn't hurt anybody. Taking advantage of the stupid people. That's what I want to do. I want to invent something so simple. Just take advantage of all these dumbass people out here. You gotta be smarter than that. That's what all that's what everybody does. It's market manipulation, man. All corporations and companies will try to manipulate you in any way possible. For the most part, anyway, I don't say all, but there's a lot. Um, he made his money though, damn. Five hundred grand off that—that's not bad. And he can maybe start a, a real business venture. But that's big corporations always on the on the edge of truth in the advertisements and everything, and, and disclaimers and what's on the bottle. It's all. It's right there on the edge, and it's even hard to believe that they stretch the truth so much that it's almost a lie. But, I mean, obviously, do your research on on stuff like that important important stuff, expensive stuff. You want to make sure you're not buying some bootleg bullshit. You know, make sure it's accredited stuff. You bought before the FDA. That's what we have that for, right? To kind of keep that in line but FDA is just for food and stuff. You could get I don't really have any examples but you know don't be an idiot. But I believe that it's probably the worst like in terms of stretching the truth about like what's in the product or what the product does. I feel like it's the worst in the supplement industry like vitamins or um, like protein or anything, supp- uh, um, um, what's the word? Meal replacements, stuff like that. Um, they claim to have all this or so much of this in it, um, but does it really? How do you know? Like they could put any amount of whatever they want in there, write shit on the label. What would you? What would you know? How do you know? You have a lab at home that you test everything in? No. But it's hard to do that of everything you buy also because you can't, you can't do that of everything that you buy. It's just take way too much time. It's impractical. It's just not, not practical. Like I said, that's what the FDA is for. But I mean, they can't, they can't prevent it all. They can't stop everything. But I mean, and that leads me to think like I get conspiratorial about this. Like is the FDA even, are they regulating correctly or like, is there somebody behind the scenes that's like, yo, man, I'm making so much fucking bank off these vitamins that are just, just a bunch of fucking water and gelatin together. There's nothing in it. I'm making so much money. Let me just let this slide through a little bit, and I'll give you, like, 5%. And then the dude in the FDA could be like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that shit. So, like, I don't think that they are, but, like, that, that could happen. It could happen, you know? So that's what makes it shitty about having to having so many options for stuff is that you don't know what's what and the a lot of time I like to say you get what you pay for because that I mean that's kind of how it how it goes the majority of the time I believe but then there there's sometimes where you spend a dickload of money on something and it breaks right when you right when you look at it or you can get really cheap stuff for is durable and lasts for fucking ever. But I think the majority of the time you can kind of go with that. It's you get what you pay for. And the cheaper option might not always be the better option. But it might be. So just research, unfortunately. Or use common sense, maybe. Don't put fucking Gorilla Glue in your hair. Son of a bitch, got cut off. But uh, I was about to say, it's it's icy as shit here. We're in the middle of this, well, we're not in the middle, I guess. The beginning parts of this ice storm. And uh, I don't even, I remember what it's called. Is it like Yuri? Let me look it up real quick. Like the ice storm Yuri, I think is what it's called. Yeah, Yuri, URI. <clears throat> um, It's a little chilly, you know. Arkansas, here we're in the teens, you know, it's some places it's teens all the time, so I boo hoo me, bitch boy. But uh, pretty icy, we're not used to it around here, it's supposed to get some big ass snow, but it kind of been fucking with my classes and stuff, it's been pushing my or just one exam back, but uh, been like missing lecture times and stuff like that, and um, uh, it kind of stresses me out a little bit because I feel like I'm not learning learning the material adequately, I guess. But I'm just one of those people that, like, I feel like going to the classroom helps me to learn it better. But, you know, everybody's different in that way. It's, it's the learning curve. It's kind of something I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> learning curves are different for everybody. Everybody learns at a different pace and in a different way. Somebody could, you know, be... They could look like they're some sort of massive genius, but maybe they just understand the beginning part of the material. And then, later on down the road, the person that at the beginning thought that they were dumb as shit and weren't going to be able to make it through, they end up, you know, excelling more so than the one that understood it well at the beginning. It's, It's just a... That's also a matter of like dedication and studying and stuff, but there are, there are differences in the way people learn things. And that's, that's one of the downfalls I feel of our schooling system uh, is that we're all assessed in the same way um, through exams and whatnot, because like I said, somebody could just, just take them a little bit longer to really, really get the material down but they could have such a better understanding and application of it than the person that got it before they did and this this might happen like say you're in a class for a semester this might happen like it the semester after you might really start to fully understand that concept and then the test is already passed you know the class is over so you can't really you don't really have any option to go back unless you retake the whole class and get a better grade. And so that, you know, it assesses everybody the same way, but not everybody is the same, obviously. So that that's one side of the argument. But the other side of the argument is how do you accurately assess everybody other than making an individualized exam for every fucking student. That takes way too long. That will require way too many way too many employees or way too many people in there working on it. So that's just not practical. You know, making an extra specialized exam for each student. And so I think being adaptable plays a very big role in um, maybe just like learning in general but definitely learning in college because every professor is going to be different they're not all going to teach the same way so you're gonna to have to gonna to have to be able to learn from a few different modalities um, so like, You could have a professor that just has PowerPoints. You download the PowerPoint and they will read like word for word from the PowerPoint every single day. And your exam will be stuff off the PowerPoint. And it's just completely straightforward. It gets rather boring. Um, And then you have professors that will put minimal words on a slide, on a PowerPoint slide. And will just describe everything. We'll just talk off his dome um, or her dome. And just, you got to be taking the notes on this stuff because you don't have the PowerPoints there. And so I feel like you have to pay more attention with a professor like that. Um, But if it's a heavy content, it's hard to also do that. So it depends on the class, depends on the professor, and you've got to be able to absorb the knowledge and put it to use on that standardized exam that they give to everybody. Um, you got to be able to put it to use in there. And so that's what I mean by being adaptable, um, being able to learn, having to do it on your own, or being able to learn from the professor, which... The majority of it you have to do on your own. Obviously, you got to learn it on your own, but going and finding that stuff. Um, sometimes you'll have to go and find it on your own in the book. Um, and then sometimes it's on the PowerPoint, and you just have to understand why it does what it does, how it does what it does, and be able to apply that. Um, being, you know, it's not just going to make you smart, being adaptable won't make you smart. But it's super effective for times like now, um, especially when we're just back and forth to in class and then online from this ice storm. And so being able to adequately uh, take in that information from the online lecture is super important because you can't go to the class lecture. And when I'm in the I feel like going in the class lecture is a lot more effective for me. So the, the at-home Zoom learning and stuff is a little more difficult because I don't really have – when I'm sitting in the classroom, I don't really have any distractions, and I I want to be as respectful as I can to the professor so I don't, I don't get my phone out or anything, and I pay attention, like, intently. But if I'm at home and they've just posted a recorded lecture – or they're doing some sort of Zoom thing where I don't have to show my face or respond or anything like that. It's so easy to just whip my phone out and start doing something else or to just just not pay attention. And so that's where I've I've got to improve my adaptability in that way. I've got to be able to pay better attention during those kind of lectures and absorb and apply the information in the same way that I do when I'm in the lecture. I'm in the classroom. Um. So being adaptable, I, I said it, I think I said it a second ago, it's not gonna make you it doesn't doesn't mean you're a genius. It doesn't automatically make you smart. But it's it's a smart thing to be able to do because if not, then you're gonna be one of those people that gets extremely overwhelmed. You um, you're gonna you're gonna break down and you just you're gonna be frozen from the stress of the situation and you're not gonna get done what you need to get done. And you'll just sit there and worry about all the stuff you have to do instead of actually sitting your ass down and starting to do that shit. So if you're adaptive, then you'll be able to... A 180 happens, boom, you're good. You can turn around with it. And you're ready to go. But if you're not adaptable, a 180 hits, then you're stuck facing the opposite direction. You have no idea what you're looking at. <clears throat> and you're just shaking... Shivering in bed, crying, laying in the bathroom floor, sobbing. Um, <laughs> that's me every night. No, um, you don't want that. You you want you want to be able to adjust your situation. That's <clears throat> it's a big part of big part of excelling. Being able to adapt to a new situation. Well. I got myself worrying about all the damn shit I got to do in school now. Good job. But I hope you all enjoyed this one. And I will see you next week. Maybe with some better ads. (laughs) Adios.